Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Dr. Danielle Dick, the things we thought that we got from our parents, eye colour, maybe blood type, height, uh, hair colour, that sort of thing, we all know that they're determined by DNA, but your work has found that other things are determined by DNA, like behaviour, attitude, personality even. Absolutely. So it turns out that almost any behavior you can think of has been studied with methodologies, with twin studies, with adoption studies that allows us, allow us to tease apart how much is genetically influenced and how much of the differences between us are due to our environment. And it turns out that virtually every behavior that's been studied, so whether it's impulsivity or anxiety or extroversion, it's about 50% heritable, meaning about half of the differences between us are due to differences in our DNA. So it's many of these things are as heritable or as genetically influenced as lots of the things that we think about in terms of biomedical outcomes that we think, oh, yes, of course, cardiovascular disease and cancers have genetic components, but behaviors have strong genetic components as well. Mm. Talk a bit about personality. Like if you take someone who is very naturally outgoing married to someone who's a bit more introverted or has a child with someone a bit more introverted, how do we know on which side of that fulcrum, as it were, the child will, will emerge? Yes, it's a great question. So for complex things like personality and kids' temperament, they're not influenced by a single gene. So, you know, there's no gene for our kids throwing massive fits when you're at the grocery store. But what there are are thousands of locations in our genome that influence an outcome like extroversion, how drawn we are to other people and new places and trying new things. And so where you land, your kind of natural tendency on extroversion is a combination of how many of those genetic variants you have that increase the behavior, make you more extroverted, and how many you have that decrease the behavior, make you less extroverted. And so we actually are in the process of finding all of these genes involved in behavior, and we can literally sum up and create a genome-wide score for what somebody's likely propensity will be. They're not very good yet, but in the future, they actually could be. But that's what's going on behind the scenes. And so if you have two parents who are one who's higher on extroversion and one who's lower on extroversion, then the parent who's higher on extroversion is carrying probably 
more of those thousands of genes, remember, but more of them that are making them more extroverted. But they probably have some in there that reduce extroversion a little bit too. And the more introverted parent carries more of the genetic variants that make them less extroverted, you know. And um, so every time you essentially have a child, a child gets half of their DNA. It's a random, like a grab bag of what 50% of those genetic variants they get from biological dad and what 50% they get from biological mom. And so it's like flipping a coin each time. So a more extroverted parent has more extroverted genes. So they're likely to pass along more of those to the child. And then they're likely to get more of the introverted ones from the more introverted. So they might end up kind of average, but it's possible that, you know, you can flip a coin over and over and get heads, 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 heads. It's not likely, but it's possible. And so that's why it's possible that like they might happen to get the extroversion decreasing genes from the more extroverted parent and the opposite combo from their other parent. So you can actually end up with a child who might have two introverted parents, but they just happened to get those, you know, um, those genes that increase extroversion from each parent, and they end up more extroverted. So it's 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 not a 50-50 split. It isn't. It's random what 50% each child gets. And that's why sometimes we can look at our kids and go, oh, I totally see where that comes from. You ended up looking much more like your dad on that trait. And other times we look at our kids and we go, where in the world did that come from? Because... <laughs> They just inherited a kind of the, the quieter, the more hidden genes in each parent. And so they end up with a trait that actually looks much more different from each of their parents. A couple might have two or three children. And one of the children is very like dad in terms of personality. Another is far more like mom. The third child has traits of both their personalities. Is that the random selection in operation? You really don't know until the child is born and grows up. You really don't, meaning, so there are, each of us in our DNA, it consists of three billion base pairs, and most of that is shared across all of us. It codes for the fact that we have two eyes and two ears and, you know, 10 fingers and toes. But that 0.1% of the DNA that differs is 3 million locations in our genome that differ in all the combinations thereof. So when you have siblings, you're essentially drawing from the same gene pool each time if they have the same two biological parents. But what 50% you get out of those 3 million variations that differ that each parent can, can be very different each time. And so just by chance, sometimes you end up, like you said, with siblings that are more similar to each other or very different or more similar to one parent or another parent. But one of the things that we can start to do as parents is, you know, kids have developmental shifts that they all go through. So most of us who are parents remember when our kids, you know, were toddlers and, and learned the word no and liked to use it all the time. So some of those things are just kind of developmental. But our kids' temperamental traits, the things that represent their genetically influenced personality, the way each of them is wired, those are the behaviors that start to show up 
consistently after about age two or so, Mm. and they show consistency across time and across situations. And so, you know, if you have a child who is scared of the dog walking down the street, well, maybe all kids are going to be scared if there's a snarling dog walking down the street. But if your child is scared, even when it's the friendly little dog on the street, and they're scared to go to school, and they're scared if they have a play date and they haven't met the new person, then you can start to realize, oh, okay, my child clearly has a disposition to be more prone toward fear or anxiety. And that way you can start working with them on those skills that they might not naturally have been born with. And and you know, there is the thing, when a child has these anxieties, parents will look at one another and say, hang on, neither of us have anxieties like that. Where did this come from? Yes. And so one of the um, one of the reasons that I wrote my new book out, The Child Code, is because I found my research to be so helpful when I was raising my children. Um, and when I had my son, I found myself raising the challenging child that I study. And so it was so helpful for me to understand his temperament. And so actually in my book, what I have are um, quizzes for parents to fill out about each of their children where you're answering questions about your children across these three big genetically influenced temperamental dimensions. Because when you understand where your child naturally falls on something like extroversion, how prone are they to wanting to seek out new people, new places, and try new things versus do they naturally want tend to hang back a little bit more and feel more comfortable with, you know, a friend or two? Um, how prone is your child toward emotionality? Are they a child who is more prone toward fear and frustration and distress? Um, or is your child more go with the flow? Um, and is your child more impulsive naturally, more of a risk taker? Or is your child a little more guarded? Understanding where your child falls on these big three dimensions can help you then understand what are their needs? You know, what are the areas that you need to work with them on some particular skills that might not come to them naturally? <laughs> and how do you tailor your parenting to what's going to work best for your child? Because there's so much parenting advice out there. Oh, yeah. And most of it ignores how important genes are in our kids' behavior. And so by understanding our kids' dispositions, We can go from being reactive, right? Like, oh my gosh, why is my child throwing fits? Or why is my child so anxious? Or whatever it might be, to being more proactive, where it's like, okay, this is how my kiddo is wired. And so here's what I need to be paying attention to and how I can kind of help them accentuate their strengths and avoid what might be some of their kind of more um, natural challenges that they could be prone to. Okay, because like there is no, I mean, I've often said, and my children are in their 20s now, and I've often said the one thing that I went looking for when they were born was the instruction book, and, and, and there isn't one. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yes, I always say there is no one right way to parent. Hmm. There are just, you know, good ways to parent different types of kids. In fact, you know, being a good parent is being a flexible parent. It's understanding our kids are all wired differently. Their brains all work differently. And so we need to figure out what is going to work best for how each of our kids is wired. Sometimes we see in our children, elements of our own personality that we ourselves dislike (laughs) and would prefer they didn't develop. Can we do that? Can we, can we influence that development? Well, it's such a great question. And I will say to you, I remember my mother, we laugh about it now, looking at me at some point when I was a teenager and saying, all of the things that drive me most crazy about myself, I now have to deal with in you too. (laughs) And so it is absolutely true that our kids can inherit some of our not best qualities as well. Um, But I also want to remind parents that how we perceive different characteristics in our children, right? How difficult they might be can actually change across their life, right? As they're developing. And so some of the things that make smaller kids particularly difficult, right? They're more stubborn, they're more defiant, they're more prone toward big feelings and getting upset about things. It can make it really hard for parents But those same characteristics we know are also associated with, as they get older, being more likely to stand up for themselves and to speak up against injustice. 
And so, you know, we we might hope for really compliant children who just happily do what we ask of them, but that's probably not how we want them to be as adults. And so it's important to remember that there's good and not so good that comes with all kinds of dispositions. And I sort of think our role of parents is to focus on the good parts and uh, to help them give them some strategies to reduce the challenges that can come with, you know, the not so good parts that can come with any disposition. I happen to be, I have a son who is very high on emotionality. He was prone to getting really upset about things. I was like that as a kid. And as an adult, you know, I too have, I'm prone to getting upset about things. I have learned strategies to manage that. I don't throw temper tantrums the way that I did when I was five. And so we can certainly help our kids learn to develop skills, whether they're ones, whether they're for traits that are shared with us or whether they're for traits that were like, wow, I was not a kid who threw temper tantrums. So this feels very frightening or foreign to me, but we can still help them develop skills to manage those dispositions. So looking to the future, Danielle, how might we, we use this knowledge that we now have? So, Right now, my hope is that we can raise awareness about how important kids' genes are in shaping their behavior, because we have largely ignored this as a society. And I think it's because parents feel like, well, I'm in the trenches doing the day-to-day of getting kids to brush their teeth and go to school and do homework, and you know, I can't control their genes, so... I don't want to hear about that, but I really think that's a mistake because what it does is it causes us to put so much pressure on ourselves as parents. You know, we feel like it's all in our hands to shape our kids into, you know, competent adults. And when they're struggling, we question, what are we doing wrong? Or is there something wrong with them? Um, And, and we can then also by ignoring how important genes are, it it can also lead to more judgment, right? We look at parents, you know, kids who are talking back or struggling, and we look at those parents and think, well, they really need to be, you know, insert your favorite parenting advice. Um, And uh, as opposed to recognizing that some parents, you know, have kids that are just more challenging and they're, they're probably what, what is a strategy that they're using, which you might not understand is actually could be the best strategy for their child. So in the immediate term, what I hope we can do is, um, and what I hope to do with my book is to help parents understand how each of their kiddos is wired so that Mm. they can parent their child to be the best version of themselves and take some of the pressure off themselves as parents. But in the longer term, one of the things that scientists like me were working on is identifying all these genes involved in things like self-regulation, anxiety, um, why some people are more prone toward addiction or depression, or, you know, which are kind of the behavioral extremes of some of these traits that we all vary on. And so we are actually in the process of identifying the genes, thousands of them across the genome. And then what you can do is literally sum up for any one individual how many of the, you know, increasing genes they carry, the genes that increase self-regulation, and how many of the decreasing genes, genes that decrease self-regulation or anxiety or whatever you're studying. And you can actually create a genome-wide score for somebody's 
set point, their starting point on something like impulsivity, anxiety, depression, addiction, propensity. And then the whole idea of, you know, what's called precision medicine, you know, the um, globally, we're pouring billions of dollars into precision medicine with the idea that we can harness genetics to understand, you know, what individuals are more at risk for. And so instead of going to the doctor when something's wrong, you know, when you're sick, and oftentimes as parents, we're looking for advice or solutions when something is wrong with our kids. Um, and so we'll be able to instead move things to a more preventative, personalized um, space. So we can essentially know something about like, okay, here are the things we're all at risk for something. Here are the things that we might be more at risk for. And so how do we put things in place, whether it might be certain medications for some kinds of you know, um, medical outcomes, or when it comes to behavior, knowing, okay, here are strategies that we can put in place to help our kids before they develop challenges. Yeah, I was just going to get that. I mean, if, for example, and let's just choose addiction, uh, if that tends to be an issue in the family, and, and you'd like your child to never have to worry about addiction, does the future hold, do you think, the possibility to engineer that out of a child's DNA. That takes us into a place of almost science fiction that yeah. I'm not sure we'll ever end up going. For certain biomedical diseases, um, very severe diseases caused by a small number of genes, that might be possible. Yeah. For things like behavior, even something like addiction, it's influenced by thousands of genes. And one of the things that we know is that part of the reason it does run in family and part of the genetic predisposition toward being at increased risk of developing addiction is related to things like impulsivity and self-regulation. So sure. how much your brain seeks out reward and likes new and exciting experiences versus how much your brain heavily weighs thinking through long-term consequences and more future planning. And so, so that is one of the ways that genes influence risk for addiction. But that said, we don't want to reduce all risk-taking right? because risk-taking can be a good thing. CEOs and entrepreneurs tend yeah. to be higher in risk-taking and reward-seeking. And so Instead, it's a matter of by understanding that actually this is the mechanism. These are the ways, the pathways that our genes that we're born with can eventually lead to potentially being at increased risk for something like addiction. By understanding those pathways, what those genes show up as, as kids are growing up, what we can actually do is intervene early so we can help our little risk takers, I certainly have one, you know, learn to manage risk. So, you know, some risk is a good thing. It, it leads to exploratory behavior and trying new things. Too much risk and your child is, you know, falling out of the top of very tall trees and you're ending up in the ER. So it's helping kids learn to manage that mm -hmm. natural tendency from a young age. And that actually reduces the likelihood that they will develop substance use problems as they get older and alcohol and other drugs come onto the scene. Isn't it amazing, Danielle, that a molecule a model of which was first built here in Ireland by two men called Watson Crick, 
that it is still so fascinating all those years on? It is. It's what led me into this area. I was an undergrad who took a class on psychology, on understanding the brain, and I took a class on genetics at the same time, and I went, this is fascinating. How can I bring these things together? And it turns out that we have just seen exponential growth in genetics. It's the only field that rivals how much computing has advanced over you know, the last century. I think it's fascinating to think about how much will our lives be changed by advances in genetics in the next 25, 50 years. And your book is a good starter for, for parents trying to figure out what is going on in their child's DNA. Dr. Danielle Dick, thank you very much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.